will be showcased on Wednesday, November 1st at 5.30 p.m. There is no cost to attend and the premier event is open to the public. Please join us as we support local businesses, vote for your favorite startup idea for the Audience Choice Award, and stick around for the reception and winner announcements all at the Wyo Theater November 1st. Over the next few months, YDOT will be studying sections of Coffin Avenue and Brennage Lane to identify safety and traffic concerns. The results of the study will recommend improvements that will benefit local vehicle traffic, bicycles, and pedestrians in the community. To participate, we invite you to take a few moments to view the online presentation and complete the survey available at the City of Sheridan's webpage. As residents of Sheridan County, your feedback will help identify concerns the project team can focus on and address when determining improvements. We look forward to your input in helping YDOT continue to make Sheridan a great community to live in. Are you ready to turn a page on your career? McDonald's Restaurants in Sharon have an exciting opportunity. McDonald's is on the lookout for a dynamic full-time shift manager to lead the team, starting at an impressive $21 per hour. This open-to-close position, including weekends, offers stability and opportunities for advancement. This shift manager position has a starting pay of $21 per hour. Visit McHire.com to submit your application online or drop by any McDonald's location in Sheridan to pick up an application. If you've got a person in your family who loves to have high-quality sunglass protection for their outdoor life, a gift certificate to Eye Care of the Bighorns is the perfect gift. They carry prescription and non-prescription sunglasses from Maui Gym, Costa Del Mar, Ray-Ban, and more. With a gift certificate, your loved one can find the exact frame they want with the lenses designed for their outdoor use. Eye Care of the Bighorns, 1033 Coffee Avenue behind Subway and online at eyecareofthebighorns.com. If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty or click the link on SheridanMedia.com. At Sunlight Federal Credit Union, we know how important convenience, time, and flexibility are for you. That's why we've joined the Co-op Shared Branching Network, which gives you access to your account at over 5,600 branches across all 50 states. That's just one more way we make Sunlight Federal Credit Union your branch for your funds, no matter what you're doing or where you're at. Join Sunlight Federal Credit Union today and start experiencing the credit union difference. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse, the U.S. Navy SEALs are one of this nation's most elite fighting forces. They have trained their minds and their bodies to not only execute impossible missions, but to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, to go beyond what most believe to be the limits of mental, physical, and emotional barriers. I am joined this morning by the co-founder of the Wyo West Warrior Foundation, Bradley Walden, and U.S. Navy SEAL, Jonathan Wilson. Good morning, and welcome to the show. We are honored to have you, sir. Honored to be here. Uh, Jonathan, yeah. do we have yeah. you on the horn? I'm here, and uh, same thing. Thanks for having us. 
thank you so much for being on the show. Now, Brad, let's let's get to know the Wyo West uh, Warrior Foundation a little bit. What is the mission of the foundation? The mission within the foundation is to bring together camaraderie. Um, we've always stated that we don't we don't cure, we don't heal, we help. But what we do is we provide the atmosphere, the environment, and a place for that healing process to occur naturally amongst LEO, first responders, all veterans, and our most cherished families, which are our gold star families. And I love the inclusion of our first responders as our fellow warriors in that category. Absolutely. Um, They're on the front lines, um, and Jonathan will tell you as well, Firefighters have a higher suicide rate than veterans do right now. Wow. Um, and generally that comes on the EMT side. I mean, they're, they're the first ones on the scene. And a lot of us can't fathom the things that they see, the things that they go through. And uh, with NV Mind Health, we address those issues. NV Mind Health um, being Jonathan's foundation um, that I'm honored to be a part of. Um, coming up with the Wild West as they get their entire 501c3 nonprofit uh, categorized and approved, which flying colors all day. But uh, our missions change, you know? Yeah. And uh, everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to raise awareness. Jonathan kind of took the lead and... We, we don't need to raise awareness anymore. We need to raise the funds, and we need to get these people that don't have support groups, don't have the funding out there to send them to get them the proper care. And I think that, uh, I think that we owe that solely to, to each other. I think we have a moral obligation as human beings to want to fix that and make that pain go away. Absolutely, to help those who help us when we need it most. Yes. Uh, it's it's critical in my opinion uh and should be at the top of everyone's priority now uh jonathan can you tell me a little bit about nv mind help yeah um so i'll take a step back uh just give a little context here so i was in the seal teams uh transitioned um in 2010 after multiple deployments iraq afghanistan africa and i had a family at the time and and you know, as much as I loved being a, a SEAL, um, that's all I was. I wasn't a father. I wasn't a husband. I wasn't um, anything but a good teammate because I was solely focused on the mission. And and some would argue you need to be focused on the mission. Uh, and I would somewhat agree with that. Um, but I knew I wanted to be those other things. I, I knew my children deserved to have a father, so I opted to get out. The hardest thing I've ever done in my life was transition. It wasn't burying my friends. I've been to a lot of funerals. It wasn't the things I've seen in war. It was really trying to find my purpose after I left this community, uh, left my tribe, my brothers, and um, it really brought me to my knees. Um, so one thing we did do is we've created a nonprofit to help Navy SEALs transition, the SEAL Future Foundation. And uh, initially, we set up to help them find their next purpose, get them jobs, build communities where they go back to their hometowns. And then in 2017, we lost our first SEAL to suicide. 
So I did a total of 16 years in the service. Um, I've lost more friends now to suicide, SEAL teammates to suicide, than I have to 16 years of combat. We realized at the nonprofit that we need to do better when it comes to wellness. You know, Brad mentioned there's a lot of awareness campaigns out there, and I'm not trying to talk down on that, but we need to take action. It's time to take action. So at the nonprofit we did, we threw a wearable tech, a watch, an Apple watch, a Garmin, a Fitbit. We used a company called Whoop at the time on 1,500 Navy SEALs, and we looked at their biometrics. We looked at heart rate, sleep, heart rate variability. And we were easily able to ascertain when our guys were not doing well. It's not rocket science here. You look at somebody that's not sleeping well, they're probably struggling, or they're, they're staying up to 2, 3 in the morning, their heart rate variability is off. Well, that's probably a telltale that they're drinking. Um, and they asked us to look out for them, create accountability. So we did. And there's honest-to-God people on this earth, they've told us, because we simply picked up the phone after looking at those numbers and called them. And it forced us as men to have the real conversation. Historically, we don't talk about our mental health. So Envy Mind Health was created from that experience. I left that nonprofit, created this company, and we worked for about a year um, to develop the tech. I went back to graduate school. I went to Oxford across the pond. And we spent two years at Oxford, one year building the tech, spent about $700,000. And what we built is a software platform, not just for veterans, it's for everybody. For the first responders, LE, and if we're being honest, there's a billion people people suffering from some type of mental health disorder. That algorithm pulls the biometric information from your watch, and we create community around our mental health. So it tells you where you're at and where you're trending. No judgment. We're going to have good days and bad days. And then we give you teammates. So if you choose your spouse, great. If you choose your old teammate in the SEAL teams, great doesn't matter who it is, but we want to create a community around it. And now we support each other as we go on this mental health journey together. That's absolutely amazing. And, and it's something that, uh, you know, we have this image of our special operations team, the impervious, the, you know, the iron wall between us and, and the bad guys of the outside world, uh, the unstoppables, you know. But we're all human, aren't we, Brad? Yes, we are. And and it, things like what happens affects all of us. Uh, and I really love the idea of being able to sit down uh, as men and women veterans and, and being able to communicate openly with each other about things that previously were not discussed in the open. Uh, and I think it's going to, we're starting to see a shift. I, I really hope that all this effort between the VA and organizations such as these two organizations bringing us together and being able to look at each other in the eye and say, this is okay that we go forward in this way and, and speak to each other, talk to each other about our concerns. Now, for veterans who may be out there listening to us right now, and, and I know a, 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 there's a great deal of veterans here, especially in the Sheridan region, that I even had the honor to serve with. What can they do to join the Wyo West Warrior Foundation or to contact NV Mine Health? And, and I'll start with you, Brad, uh, 
first, what can we do to to join YOS, to get involved? We have a program every year called the Best Weekend Ever. Um, we'll bring in 30 to 40 veterans. We take them shooting out of helicopters, long-distance trap shooting, horseback riding at Eaton's Ranch. Um, take them to Dawn King Days. Just give them the best weekend ever. And uh, reach out to us. You know, put your name in the kitty. If, if A lot of times, a lot of these guys don't want to come forward. And so we'll get a family member or a friend or a former teammate or something like that that reaches out and says, hey, they could really use this. Um, I'll put my phone number out there. It's on in a lot of newspapers, anything like that. Or people can go to wildwestwarriors.com. Um, contact info's there. Don't hesitate to reach out. Um, we might not be your first line of defense. We're kind of a tier three. You might need an MV Mind Health before you're ready to come to our event. We've had people show up and they realize they weren't ready for all the shooting. They weren't ready for all the discussion. We have people on hand at all times. A QRF, always there, get you back to the hotel, get you a quiet room, counselors on hand in case you need to talk. Generally, those guys team up, they'll link up, you'll find a buddy system. I watched it happen this year. I had a guy that was struggling. He latched on to one of my friends that's a former SWIC boat operator um and they stay in contact constantly and it's exactly what john's doing it's a buddy system it's a networking system and and you know men are going to have to come to that um and step up and have that conversation and uh realize that there's no reason to go at this alone and this is something this this is something that that really gets to me the buddy system is one that we know soldiers sailors marines special operations sometimes being able to just stand up and say i want to be the one to help my buddy i'm not going to let you down you're helping yourself as well correct i mean if that's the way that you got to look at this i'm not going to let my buddy down well, your buddy's not going to let you down either. And this is what we, you know, maybe that's what we need to get some guys to join up, to come together. Come help us. 100%. He didn't let you down in battle, you know, and that's why the battle buddy system works. Uh, the swim buddy system works. He didn't let you down when your life was on the line. And now that your life's on the line again, they're not going to let you down. Um, yeah. Jonathan? Uh, how how can someone get involved with NV Mind Help? Uh, it's it's one of those organizations we haven't heard a lot about it. Uh, how how can I learn more? Get involved. Yeah. Um, well, two quick points there. The buddy system um, we learned, and I should have known better when we were building this technology company. And I'm not a tech person. Um, but I know my community. I know the suffering that I've gone through, and I knew what worked. And I went to the VA, and it was challenging. It was, uh, you know, I tried my darndest, and it's just a taxed medical medical system. Um, and it let me down. Uh, I tried other things, and, and they let me down. What worked was my teammate, was my buddy. 
uh, when we were building this company, uh, we had uh, essentially what I described to you is it pulls the biometric information. It gives you your mind score, what we call it, so where you're at mentally. No judgment again. It shows you trend lines, and we have some generic solutions to help you out of that situation. And my brothers, I interviewed 100 of my SEAL teammates, and they're like, oh, it's all fine and dandy, Johnny. Um, but what's this buddy system you got going on here? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's just where we connect you with your teammate. And now you can see their mind score and they see yours and it sends you an alert when they're trending down severely. And they're like, that's secret sauce. In fact, 94 out of a hundred seals said that's the most important thing that you've built. Connectivity It's bringing humans back to humans. It's what worked on the battlefield and it's working here. So I just wanted to reinforce that. And then the second point I wanted to hit was, you know, our community, uh, we had a mission at hand, and uh, it was the most important thing. And, again, I described some of the things that I've gone through and my teammates have gone through. And so we compartmentalized everything. Um, we had a mantra in, in BUDS and SEAL training called suffer in silence. You know, you're, you're, you're going through the pain, just be quiet and suck it up. And that works beautifully when you're going to war. And it fails miserably when you try to transition. All those things you compartmentalize come out. And we have to address them. So I'm speaking to every veteran, law enforcement, you know, people say, hey, suffer in silence. That doesn't work anymore. In fact, I think it's a sign of weakness where we don't have the courage to raise our hand and say, hey, listen, something is off. I can tell. My spouse is telling me. My kids are telling me. I just know. That's a sign of strength when you raise your hand. You go see guys like Brad at Wild West Foundation. You reach out to companies like ours. We get you right we do it together, and then we go off and serve other people. So I just wanted to call those two things out and how to get involved. Initially, this is an app company. It's an early-stage product that we have, so I would just you know, cautious everybody or ask everybody to be patient with us as we grow this. We're going to grow with your feedback. If you want to learn more, you go to Envy Mind Health. So it's going to be envymh.com. Or you go in the app store and you type in Envy Mind Health and it'll pop up. And just uh, it's I-N-V-I, and that stands for Invisible Visible. So we make the invisible visible with our technology. And it's an absolute, absolutely inspiring um, application. This... Uh, I'm trying to find words because this could really, this really changes things. Uh, just the other day, um, it had been a while. I reached out to one of my guys I hadn't spoken to in quite some time. We used to talk every day. Life got in the way. Uh, we didn't have a falling out or anything. It's just he got busy. I got busy. Reached out. Uh, it's it's been been a bit, and and he's struggling, and. Uh, You'll have to forgive me if I get a little choked up here, but is one of my best friends in the world. And I felt, I felt as if I had let him down. And now being able to just have an app that can help with this, you know, to know yeah, he needs me. And uh, that, that also will inspire me to get the help that I know I need. Um, it's, it's a lifelong process. And uh, and it's it's something that's hard to to accept as the that the protectors sometimes need protecting. They do. Yeah, yeah. 
That's and I, a great point. We say it all the time, like the, the healers need healing too. So folks like Brad and others that are putting in so much time and energy into this, this group, this demographic of people that have a lot of challenges, like he went, Brad wouldn't do anything different. But it's taxing on him, and sometimes he's so caught up in the moment that it's a great point you just made that we need to recognize that as good friends and say, Brad, hey, you're, you've been at it for a year now. Maybe it's time for you and the old lady to take a vacation, or maybe it's time for you to do a little healing yourself. So great, great point there. If you would like to get involved, folks, uh, as a civilian, there's a way that you can do that. Formerly known as Armistice Day. November 11th, Veterans Day, gives this country an opportunity to take pause and honor those who have taken the oath to defend this country and our freedom. This year, beginning on November 6th, former Navy SEALs and professional athletes will compete in a grueling 210-mile endurance race involving air, land, and water. Brad... They, I heard about this race, and my jaw dropped, my friend. Uh, tell me about the Veterans Day Monster Mash. So, I, I just, I love our community so much. You know, it's such a big, small community. And this, um, this started with a mutual friend, and uh, Ryan King was the, was the factor in here, um, buddy of ours, in the teams said, Hey, you need to go meet a guy from my buds class. And so I went down, um, I met Johnny, we were visiting about it. Um, we talked for maybe 10 minutes and didn't take much persuading that the finish line should be in Sheridan, Wyoming. He was open arms with it. Um, told him it was the most patriotic community on the planet. And, uh, we uh we've been rolling with this thing and so looking at the weather i think uh parachuting into the the drop zone is kind of out but we're gonna we're gonna helo cast these guys out of uh two bell 206 choppers at three mile right below the bighorn dam they'll be in wetsuits fins um they'll have support each swimmer will have kayak support or drift boat support um, that's carrying their protein, their food, their water. Keep these guys fueled up and hydrated. Um, so they'll do a 10-mile swim. They'll extract at the Bighorn Mountain Lodge, get them dried off, uh, get some more uh, protein in them, and they'll start their run up to St. Xavier. On from St. Xavier up to the Cut-Across Road, they'll run over to Crow Agency. From Crow Agency, they'll transition southward where we'll link up with Henry Realbird and four other Crow Warriors. And that will be a warrior versus warrior intimate conversation um, together. And uh, they will show them where Custer was actually killed there at the Cooley. And uh, you know, Butch Jealous, Henry Realbird, Leonard Bentz, these guys are just, they've been phenomenal to work with. And uh, they just go above and beyond. Um, after that loop, South to Gary Owen, transition under the interstate, and take that all the way into Parkman. Parkman into Ranchester, Ranchester into Dayton. Dayton across um, the cut across Soldier Creek, out Fifth Street, Fifth Street to Wyarno, Wyarno to Jim Crick Hill, Jim Crick Hill over to Piney Creek, 
Piney Creek all the way to the southernmost end of Lake DeSmet, around DeSmet, up to Story, Story to Bird Farm Road, Bird Farm Road, all the way down, like you were going to go up Red Grade, but they'll turn off at Bradford Britain, bring it through Bighorn all the way into town. They'll link up um, at the college, and we'll have a helo over the top of them where we will hand off the Special Forces flag, the SEAL Trident flag, the POW flag, the Gold Star flag, the Wyoming State flag, and the most beautiful cloth in the world, Old Glory. And they will bring that from the college to the finish line at Grinnell Plaza, which we are anticipating to finish time around 5.30 p.m. Thursday night, November 9th, um, where the fire department will be posted with their ladder extended with a large American flag hanging. And I want to invite everybody from the community to please come down there, cheer them on, um, because this is a 10-mile swim with a 200-mile run. Um, it's the biggest monster mash I've ever heard of. I think it's the biggest one that's ever been done in the United States. Um, but like I say, we're, we're, we're done raising awareness. We're, it's time to raise the funds to get these guys the treatment and the help that they need, you know. And uh, it just fits in this community. I mean, Jeremy Kissling, who's an attorney here in town, his brother served at SEAL Team 3. And I got to be friends with Dusty, and I watched him work diligently um, through the past couple administrations to try to get the VA to prescribe outdoor therapy instead of pushing pills. And he never weakened, and it took him three years, and he finally got that passed last fall. But these guys, sometimes a lot more stuff comes out of a man's mouth when there's sweat coming off of his eyebrow, and uh, and that's coming to fruition, and uh, there's no looking back because um, nothing against anybody at the VA, but this works, yeah. and this goes back to nobody's going to save you. you got to save yourself. Well, we're all here together, whether you're civilian, whether you're, I mean, you're a warrior at heart, you're a warrior at heart. But I, I do hit on that. Um, I mean, these guys are coming in. They're sacrificing their time. They're sacrificing their bodies um, to raise the monies. I, I don't know any better of a... Uh, magnanimous gesture to be yeah. made um you know it, it it goes back to that no greater love hath a man than to lay down his life for his brother well this is it this because is. because this is it, it it's real you know just like johnny said i mean 16 years numerous combat deployments the whole nine yards and he's lost more teammates to suicide since he's been out than he ever did in combat while he was in there's a problem with that, people. And, uh, and that's why we're here, is not to raise awareness anymore. Everybody's aware of the problem. We need to, we need to fix the problem. And I love that stance, Brad, because you're right on. We've been talking about this for years now, haven't we? Yes, sir. Over and over and over again. <clears throat> and now it's time that we take action. If we got to do it together, then fine. All day. We'll do it together. Jonathan, uh, you, you, you have such a wealth of experience when it comes to fortifying the mind. How does one prepare mentally, emotionally, for such a, a long, grueling race? Uh, 
uh, we all know that we have to prepare the body, but how does one prepare the mind and the heart? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, after hearing Brad walk us through that course, I don't know if I'm prepared. My goodness, I was getting, <laughs> I was getting exhausted hearing him talk through that. Um, you know, I think you, you brought it up at the beginning of the call. We're capable of so, so much more. There's so much more in the tank, and yet a lot of us never have the ability or the, the opportunity, better said, to, to take that risk, to take the next step. And when you take that next step, after you thought you've hit your, your all-out end point, you realize you can probably take another step. And I think SEAL training taught us that. Life has taught us that. I imagine everybody on this call has had some similar experiences. Um, but for us, it's just recognizing and having been there before. We've been there where we stay there for a week straight in Hell Week. We've been there where we're on missions for days on end and we couldn't go to sleep. We've been there in life with challenges with our families and our neighbors, and we had to, you know, all hands call to make sure that we figured it out. So I think for us, we just know that there is no other outcome than mission success here. And if you, you start off with that mentality, then by God, there's only one outcome, and you've got to finish this. Now you got to build a plan to figure it out, and that's what we did. We built an amazing team with Brad's leadership. We got some great sponsors, a company called Exos, that is, uh, they train all the NFL folks and uh, professional athletes, and they work with us in special forces. We have nutritionists because we don't know what the heck we're doing. Uh, we're just stubborn, and we'll, we'll run through walls. Well, there's a better way to do it. So uh, we're working with nutritionists. We have the best companies with gear. And, uh, again, there's only one outcome here. And we're going to stop at nothing to cross that finish line, not just to raise the awareness like we talked about, not just for veterans, for first responders, for everybody in this world, being challenged with some mental health disorder. And then we're going to celebrate this on November 11th with a big gala dinner. And we're going to raise as much money as possible to do research around this, not talk about it anymore, do research and provide solutions to those that deserve it. So hopefully that answered the question. Absolutely, sir. Brad, how can the regular civilian out there listening right now, how can they help? They can reach out to the Wild West. They can reach out to MV Mind Health. They can donate um, if they know somebody. You know, this isn't just, I mean, we have to have funding. Um, it is a nonprofit. Uh, but letting everybody know, start the conversation. That, that's the biggest thing. If we're going to be realistic about it, we will find the funding. We're going to get the funding. We're going to track the funding down until um, my tongue's hanging out. We're going to get that, but start the conversation. That's how you help. Talk about it. Openly. Exactly. And it's just like I say, you know, um, my service to this country is serving these guys when they get home. And I tell them, you know, I just want to save every damn one of you. Most of the time I'm just saving them from their, from themselves. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's where the, the meanest, scariest, baddest thing, you know, out there that you fear more than anything generally it's that person looking back at you in the mirror. It's inside. Absolutely. And so once you can control that, once you can address that, then you become an octopus and these legs just start growing and you start reaching out and you start reaching out and you network and you network and you just can't quit. You know, it's not a one and done. This is a community. And, and like I say, it's a moral obligation to each other as humans, regardless of your service status. Ellie. 
EMTs, firefighters, veterans, Gold Star families, civilians. Over a billion people suffering from some type of mental illness every day, which can be totally taken care of if you're willing to start the conversation. Brad? What day and, and what time does the race start? One more time. I've run out of time, my friend. You're okay. They're going to hit the water on November 6th, Monday at 0900. And, uh, and hopefully would love to see the entire community at the finish line um, the evening of, of Thursday, November 9th, somewhere around that 530 mark there at Grinnell Plaza um, will be the finish line. And you'll hear us coming. <laughs> I hope so. Jonathan, sir, I want to thank you so much. Uh, it has been an absolute honor speaking with both of you this morning, gentlemen. Um, you know, and it's one of those situations where I even learned a little bit more about me. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. If it's, if, if it's possible, I'd just love to address any veteran out there. Would that be okay? Absolutely, sir. Yeah, well, Floyd, thanks again for the time. Brad, I love you. Thanks for your heart and everything you're doing. And then to those out there that serve, not just veterans, not just for first responders, law enforcement, if you're feeling or you're challenged right now mentally, if something's awry and you know what I'm talking about, if you're struggling with addiction, reach out to us. We've been there. We've gone through this. We're creating the community to support you, and we will figure this out together. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, Johnny. When we come back, we're going to speak with our Wyoming Department of Transportation. Stay with us. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Are you tired of dealing with complicated bank switches? At First Federal Bank and Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer. You're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. When the unexpected happens, you may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. Get ready to go deep into the stuff of which snowy dreams are made with Warren Miller's All Time. 7 p.m. Saturday, November 11th at Sheridan's Y.O. Theater. Celebrate the birth of ski towns like Sun Valley and Aspen, icons and originators like the original Hot Doggers, and the most outlandish locations ever skied. Then catch up with Maine's finest athlete of today, Donnie Pelletier, and meet the next generation at Woodward Park City. Get tickets today at yotheater.com. Let's talk about tires. Think about snowy, icy roads ahead. Now think about your current warm tires. How safe does that make you feel? 
Luckily, Midas Tire and Auto has their best tire sale on brands like Cooper, Hankook, and Toyo going on this month. Buy three tires, get one free, and up to a $100 rebate on select tires. Midas also has big savings on shocks and struts. Preparing for winter is critical. Saving money is optional, but Midas makes it easy to do both. Getting and keeping you safely on the road. Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Do you need health insurance? Sheridan Memorial Hospital's financial advocate team can help you enroll in plans through the health insurance marketplace that are affordable and meet your coverage needs. Whether you need help enrolling, understanding your coverage, applying for medication assistance programs, Medicare, or Medicaid, Sheridan Memorial Hospital financial advocates are available to help free of charge. Open enrollment begins November 1st and continues through January 15th. Schedule an appointment today by calling 307-675-4620. Live your West life. That's the motivation for everything we do at Range. And we're giving thanks to local businesses that make living here the best. This year, we thank Johnson County Memorial Hospital, Johnson County YMCA, Bighorn Mountain Axe, Redinger Technologies, and Dave Craft Mountain West Farm Bureau for all they do. And to give even more thanks, Range is donating to organizations chosen by these businesses. Learn more at range.net slash gives thanks. Christmas is right around the corner, so let Legacy Diamond and Gems help you create your own unique custom design jewelry. But don't procrastinate. The deadline's November 1st for guaranteed Christmas delivery. Their professional staff can help you create a piece of jewelry that leaves your loved ones speechless. Need ideas? See some of their fine jewelry online for inspiration at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Stop by their temporary location at 17 East Lauks between P.O. News and the Chocolate Tree. That's Legacy Diamond and Gems in downtown Sheridan. Do you live in a spooky house that looks haunted? The shutters are falling off. Bats are flying in and out of your attic. The wiring's so sketchy that the lights flicker on and off like a poltergeist is at work. Do you wonder if the cold spots in the house are just drafts or ghosts? Do you need to get out of this place? Devin at Wild Renovation can take it off your hands quickly, oftentimes for cash, and you can make your escape. Find out more at wildrenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For our second part this morning, I am joined by Wyoming Department of Transportation Senior Public Relations Specialist, Laura Dallas, and the District Engineer, excuse me, District Traffic Engineer for Northeast Wyoming, District 4, Michelle Edwards, and Engineering Consultant, Jill Rosselot. Did I say that correctly, Jill? Good. Fantastic. Good morning, <laughs> ladies. How are you? And welcome to the show. Good morning. Now, uh, YDOT is studying the Coffeen Avenue and Brundage Lane corridors. Laura, why is this study being conducted? Well, I'm going to defer that one to the ladies because they know much more about it than I do. Jill. <laughs> well, I'll take that. This is Michelle. Michelle. Uh, we, uh, yeah, why not? So we have a project coming up um, in our future plan in 2028, which is mainly just to mill and overlay this section of Coffeen Avenue. And so as we got talking about that, we wondered if there's anything else we could do as a part of the scope of that project to help improve the operational and safety um, concerns along that corridor. And so we uh, enlisted Jill and her team at Stantec uh, to to take a look at this whole corridor and and see if we've got issues there and what we can do to improve them if there are issues. 
Jill, what issues could exist on that corridor? If we were to really look at, I'm not saying that that's what's occurring, but what are we looking for? So we're looking at safety issues, how the corridor functions and operates from both a vehicular and pedestrian standpoint, um, seeing how the timing works with the signals, um, the accesses flow on the, on the corridor. And how do we do that? How do we study a corridor of traffic? Right. So the first thing we do, um, we started in March and we counted traffic on the entire corridor. So I'll give you a little um, kind of where the scope is. It starts at Main Street, Coffeen Avenue, goes about 1.8 miles down to Brundage Lane. And then we're also looking at Brundage Lane from the interstate to Sheridan Avenue. And we uh, had a subconsultant come out and they put uh, traffic counters up on the entire corridor. And we counted speed, volumes, and then we did intersection counts. And we counted some of the major accesses as well. So that's kind of the first step. And then we build a model. Um, it's called a VizSim model. And we put all these numbers in there. We, do, we get timing from Michelle, how, her, how she's got her corridor set up to work. And then we just start looking at what's the delay time at, say, Brundage and Coffeen, right? Is that, and we, we rank intersections by level of service. So A, B, A being the best, F being bad. And we just see how it's functioning, and then we kind of go from there. Wow, so that's a lot of information to sit down and really crunch down. Uh, how long does that usually take? I mean, does it kind of depend on length and amount of time during study? I mean, but once you get all that data, how do we? How long does it take to crunch all that down? So it's taken a bit to make the model because that's the most important part, right? Is getting this model set up so then when we we find those areas of concern and we come up with solutions, we got to put those in there and then we got to rerun the model and see how it's looking, right? Um, so we spend a lot of time up front getting it correct. When it comes to things like areas of concern, what what would those be? Um, would that be like, okay, everyone's just driving too dang fast, so we got to figure out a way to slow them down? Or uh, I'm seeing a lot of really slow, uh, you know, cars through here. Why? Uh, is that what we're looking for? Uh, yeah. So luckily, on when we did the speed study on the corridor, the average driver is going about 33 miles an hour which the speed limit's 30. So that, from our standpoint, is good, right? Um, we're looking at, like I said, delay at intersections. So if you're sitting at an intersection, that's how they, they grade them, right? If you're sitting there longer than we should be, maybe we need to change the timing. Maybe we need to add a lane. Maybe we need more lefts. Um, and then crashes. We look at crashes and see where there's some hot spots and why they're happening. Are they rear-end crashes? Are they right-angle crashes? Um, has there been any pedestrian incidences. I'm just kind of looking at all those things. That's pretty amazing. So you take all this data, you sit with this, and then we have solutions for each one of these problems kind of in the tank, right? Yeah, there's a lot. And, uh, you know, every corridor is different. So we have, you know, we have a a big, I don't know what you want to call it, like book of solutions, right? But every corridor has different things unique to it. And some of those solutions you can weed out real quick and then others... You know, and you'll just take a look at and see what makes sense there. Right away is an issue, um, existing infrastructure, things like that, that some of them just won't work. Now, Michelle, once we have this data, once we know what we know, and we sit down to decide how we're going to solve these problems, how does that process go? 
Yeah, so as a part of this study, once uh, Jill and her team kind of has brought some solutions to us, we'll we'll have more public meetings and more outreach to the public to kind of show those types of solutions and see what people think about them and if they think they'll work. And of course, we'll we'll analyze them as well and decide, like Jill said, you know, do we have the the infrastructure in place to implement them? Do we have the money to implement them? You know, that's, of course, something we'll have to look at is what our budget can take. And Roads aren't cheap, are exactly, they? Exactly, yep. yep. A lot of these things are not cheap. So we'll we'll do our best to kind of look and see what, what um, solutions might fit under this project or maybe need to be done at a different time. I mean, every solution might fall at a, at a different time, but we'll... We'll, we'll analyze and see what we can do to try to make it better. And, you know, one of our goals with this, too, is looking into the future. You know, we, we all know that caffeine is busy now, but and it continues to get busier. But, we, you know, we like to look, you know, 20 years out in the future. We're trying to trying to prevent issues then as well. So we'll we'll keep all of this data in our back pocket as well, that if we need to implement things into the future when we know things are even busier and there's more traffic on that that corridor now i'm not saying that this is going to be one of even the proposals but if you're looking at say like a traffic circle something that uh widely used in europe or the middle east not widely used in the united states very often we have a few here in wyoming i think the first one was in cheyenne and even it that took me a while to kind of okay where do i need to be how do i merge but uh, when you have these solutions to these problems and you present them to the public, is that really kind of when you decide, okay, well, they don't like the idea of a traffic circle or they do like the idea of a traffic circle? And based on that, we might go in this direction or the other. Yeah, I think we definitely weigh all the options, you know, when it specifically comes to those and we call them roundabouts. Roundabouts, in the okay. States, but that's okay. My bad. <laughs> Learning the terminology, <laughs> still got a lot to learn about That's roundabouts. Okay. And, and, you know, they, they only work in, in certain situations. You know, there's definitely times where they're, they're not the right solution. There are other times where they are. So we're going to look at a lot of things if it, if it were to come down to a roundabout. Um, and specifically, Jill mentioned the right-of-way. You know, they're pretty big, so they take up a lot of room. So yeah. we've got to make sure that they'll fit in a location that, that we'd want to put one. Um, but, yes, public... public uh, Concern or comments would definitely come into that as we're looking at the cost and whether it will fit and whether it's the right solution operationally. You know, there's a lot of factors that we take into account. Michelle, if there was something that you wanted the public to really know about the study and the meetings that uh, will be held eventually, what would that be? You know, I think right now we're just really in that public um, gathering phase, public input gathering phase, where, you know, Jill has gathered all the data, the hard data, and we're really trying to capture the things that don't get captured in the data, you know, the concerns that people have and and the the safety concerns, places where people don't feel safe or, you know, there's been a lot of near misses. Maybe there hasn't actually been a crash, but a lot of people tell us, hey, I almost got into a crash right here. Those are the kinds of things we're really at right now is gathering all of that so that we can have as much data and input as we can to, to make good decisions. Because it could be, you know, looking at all this hard data and, and deciding, okay, well, here's the numbers, but what are the experiences? What are the, you know, right. personal experiences of the individuals who use this intersection every single day? What have they seen? And, and that's got to be just absolutely valuable information. 
if someone out there listening right now is like, boy, I got a couple stories I need to tell them, what do they need to do? Yes. So I learned you have that information as to where they can go to fill out. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, so we do have a um, storyboard and survey that's available through um, the city of Sheridan's website. So if you go to the front page of the city of Sheridan, there's a little drop down that says uh, Coffee Avenue Corridor Study Survey. And so folks can go to that website and then they can click on that and it'll give a little background as to why we're doing it. And then it gives them a QR code or a link that they can click on and it'll take them to the storyboard, which talks about it and then shoots them over to the survey and then they can um, like answer all the questions and give some comments or concerns and help us gather data to move forward on this. Now, Laura, are we going to continue to use this same site uh, to update folks on, okay, now we're ready for a meeting. Mm -hmm. We're ready to sit down together and have this discussion this time, this day. Yes, certainly. Um, the city of Sheridan has been very um, gracious to allow us to utilize their front page to, you know, communicate some um, surveys or projects or just updates on information of projects that affect the city of Sheridan. And so um, anything that we have new and forthcoming, we'll always certainly share it and push it to that city of Sheridan page. And um, that's where people can come and get most of the information. We also have our social media sites, our Facebook page, Wyandot Northeast Wyoming District 4 some combination of those words and then our Facebook or our Instagram account too. So we try to do a good job of posting that information to those sites and then to let people do the whole um, social media route as well to get information. Now, Laura, I've only got about a minute and a half left, but uh, it's on everyone's mind, my friend. And it's been there for a while. Where are we with Main Street? So Main Street, unfortunately, last week's little weather snafu kind of gave us some challenges, but we are ready and rocking and rolling. We're hoping to pave on Wednesday and finish that last stretch on the northbound lane of Main Street from Lauks to just you know like south of Grinnell. And so um, once that gets paved on Wednesday, weather permitting... <laughs> Um, we'll get in there, finish that up. We got to do seal the um, seal the the concrete, and then do some ADA approaches, finish those up, and just like final little projects. So we're still hoping to open by the end of next week. Um, so we got about two more weeks down there. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. And we'll be all set and ready for the Christmas stroll by the time it kicks off. Yes, sir. Ladies, I want to thank you so much for coming in and speaking with me this morning. It was an absolute pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the YMCA youth programs are receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment.
Member FDIC. Dress up your pet, take a photo, and enter it in the Petoween Photo Contest on SheridanMedia.com. Hi, this is Mandy Coltisco with Century 21 BHJ, and I am happy to be sponsoring the Petoween Photo Contest with Shipton's Big R. You can enter one time each day through November 2nd, so hurry and enter now. The winner, by most votes, will receive $200 in prizes. Petoween, presented by myself, Mandy Coltisco with Century 21 BHJ and Shipton's Big R. Enter now, SheridanMedia.com. Are you in the market for a charming slice of Wyoming heaven? Let's talk about Six Choke Cherry Lane in Story, Wyoming. This amazing property features a quaint three-bedroom home. The property is adorned with mature trees, creating a tranquil sanctuary right in your own backyard. So if you're in the market for a unique home, you need to check out Six Choke Cherry Lane in Story. It's a perfect blend of comfort and rustic charm that Story, Wyoming is known for. Call Cade Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Where can you watch entrepreneurs compete for a share of $100,000, eat and drink lots of deliciousness, and learn about the newest startups in Sheridan County? The Wyo Theater, that's where. Jessica Madden here from Impact 307 announcing that the Sheridan Startup Challenge Pitch Night will be showcased on Wednesday, November 1st at 5.30 p.m. There is no cost to attend and the premier event is open to the public. Please join us as we support local businesses, vote for your favorite startup idea for the Audience Choice Award, and stick around for the reception and winner announcements all at the Wyo Theater November 1st. If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty or click the link on SheridanMedia.com. Are you ready to turn a page on your career? McDonald's restaurants in Sharon have an exciting opportunity. McDonald's is on the lookout for a dynamic full-time shift manager to lead the team, starting at an impressive $21 per hour. This open-to-close position, including weekends, offers stability and opportunities for advancement. This shift manager position has a starting pay of $21 per hour. Visit McHire.com to submit your application online or drop by any McDonald's location in Sheridan to pick up an application. KROE Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. K-R-O-E.